Everyone has a story, but not everyone is a storyteller. Welcome, you're listening to Otherwise, Wisdom from the Other, a variety podcast dedicated to creating space for empowerment of diverse communities living in Treaty 6 territory by sharing stories of our lived experiences. Otherwise is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATV. Hello, my name is Moreni Ke Olaushebiko, and on today's episode, we explore home and belonging. I am Morenike Olaushebikon and I like to think of myself as a community organizer. I guess the person responsible for the Ribbon Rouge Foundation, something that started as a fashion art music show about 12 years ago and is now registered as a foundation a few years back. And we are going to talk tonight on the podcast about our sense of home and belonging in Edmonton. And so over to you, Jesse. My name is Jesse Bondi. Uh, I'm a transplant to Edmonton, Alberta from BC. I work at the Ministry of Health uh, as a facility planner. Uh, but I also see myself as a, a, a bit of a, I wouldn't say a community organizer, but I like to give back uh, where I can and when I can as a just a means as a means for me to give back to community i like to get involved and help uh, help out where i can so i think uh, that's that's good for what we want to do tonight hello my name is elsa robinson i have been living in edmonton i came from jamaica i've been living here for about 33 years now i raised my three children here and uh, i'm a visual artist and um yeah, I'm a visual artist working with Ribbon Rouge and happy to be giving back. I've always given back in some way uh, throughout my time living in Edmonton, so this is a new opportunity. Uh, I'm Sean C., a filmmaker and artist here in Edmonton. I also consider myself somewhat of a community organizer and advocate. Uh, I do like to use... Uh, film or art as a platform to empower a lot of marginalized voices. So yeah, uh, I've been in Edmonton for almost three years. Um, I'm originally from Toronto, but I've also lived in Asia for uh, about a decade. Lovely. So we'll get right into it. I want us to share a little bit about how we came to, you've touched on it in your introductions a little bit, how we came to be here in Edmonton, how you would describe that journey, feel free to share particular stories, things that you think might be interesting or you've held on as fond memories or maybe not so fond memories about that journey and we'll go this way. Uh, I got introduced to Edmonton through my partner and so yeah it wasn't really something that I w- it's not a place that I expected to ever be in um, I actually thought I was gonna probably live in Hong Kong for the rest of my life and then and then we actually met in Hong Kong and uh, she was going to be based here and so that was kind of the turning point of whether or not our relationship was going to continue, whether, you know, which would have been whether or not I was going to move over. And yeah, it made it a lot easier, the fact that I was already Canadian. So yeah, that's, and and Edmonton itself is very charming, I think. So yeah, I'm here and I love it. 
I came to Edmonton because my sister was here. She arrived here about two years prior to my arrival. And then uh, she moved to Toronto and I stayed in Edmonton. And so I just have been here all this time. The journey that brought me here was school. Um, I initially graduated uh, with a first degree from, uh, from BC. And not knowing what I was going to do with the rest of my life, I figured more school <laughs> was the answer. So I came out to the University of Alberta for what was supposed to just be a one-term trial. And to be honest, my first impression of, of Edmonton, I hated it. it would, to me, it reminded me of the small town I had left behind uh, as a child in, in uh, BC, Williams Lake. Uh, Williams Lake, BC, where I'm from. And it just... I remember landing and driving and thinking, what have I done? <laughs> but a couple of weeks in, I remember vividly, I went into uh, an office hour with one of my professors, and they actually made me feel like I was at home, like I was welcome. They engaged me. They, they gave me some advice on how best to fit in. Not necessarily fit in, but how, you know, places to go where, where I might find like-minded individuals. And that really was the changing point, was the fact that as I actually decided to stop pitying myself and start living, um, I found that actually Edmonton was home. I, I, ever, since, ever since I came that, that semester, Edmonton has been my home and it's been 18 years since I've been in Alberta. So almost as long, almost, it's almost uh, half my life I've been here, even though I was born and raised in, in British Columbia and ever since. I always talk about leaving, but I never have, so. I can really relate to that because every year I say, I'm going to leave Edmonton. This is the year I leave Edmonton. I'm going to find myself a tropical, developed country, and I'm going to move <laughs> from Edmonton. And at the end of every year, I'm still in Edmonton. <laughs> so I guess my journey to Edmonton was for school, and it was very arbitrary. I honestly don't think I even knew where I didn't know where Edmonton was. I couldn't point at it on a map when I moved here. So before I moved here anyways, I basically was looking for education. I was looking for a school that I could afford and that I could study. At the time, I wanted to study medicine. And this is how I end up ended up in Edmonton. And so I've lived here for now, I guess since 2003, a bit over 15 years. And I guess the idea of home I find interesting. So when people say, when are you going home or how are you, where do you consider home? I'm curious about having been here as long as you all have, where is the place you call home? And really, how do you define home for yourselves? And we'll go with you. Well, I've lived here for, this is the 34th year now. For me, the answer has different sides. So... Home is where my kids are, which is in Edmonton. Home is where I've been for 35 years, which is in Edmonton. <laughs> and home is also Jamaica. It's all of those things, because all of those things are what make me who I am. So it's funny, because when I'm outside of Edmonton, I refer to Edmonton as home. But when I'm in Edmonton, I refer to Jamaica as home. <laughs> when I'm in Jamaica, well... I'm not sure. I don't remember what I said. I said I'm going back to Edmonton. I don't know. But it's all three for me. I would say the concept of a home uh, and Edmonton being being my home really hit, uh, really came to kind of fruition when I met my fiance here. And at that time, she was my girlfriend. And once once her and I once I once I once we established that that was kind of it that that she was 
she was the one for me, that created a sense of home. Um, prior to that, I always referred and took every opportunity to, to go back home to Vancouver, visit my family. That was always what I thought of as home and this is just where uh, I went to school or I was working. But somewhere along the line, Edmonton has become home and uh, this my last trip away really cemented that when I was coming to the end of my trip and internally I felt it's time to go home and home is Edmonton. That's kind of where it really, really came to fruition for me. I think with the experience I've had living in multiple countries and cities, every one of them has been very positive and I guess the, the parallel that I find between all of them is, is home can be considered or the comfort of each one of those places is, is the people, is the community that I'm around. So, yeah, I, th I feel that in our globalized world where countries are becoming more and more alike, that there is the possibility of making anywhere home. It really is just about, you know, the mental and psychological determination to, to make it work for you and, and to, to find comfort and, and happiness there. But I mean, I, of course, I, I think it's really tied down to the people that are there to support you and, and the community that's there. So, I mean, of course, it's reciprocal too. You know, you have to be open-minded and open, have an open heart. And then I feel that the community will respond to you as long as you're true to them. This is so interesting for me because I really relate to what, what you're saying there, Elsa, about I didn't think of it that way either, that when I'm in Nigeria, I think of... I think of Edmonton, I say things like, oh, I'm going to go back home. But when I'm here, if you ask me where you're from or where is home, I instinctively think Nigeria. And so I wonder what, what, what's in there. And also your, your, what you're saying about having found roots here in community, in a fiancé and in family, I wonder if it has something to do with where most of your family still reside so I'm wondering about your families are do you have most of your for me most of my family is outside Edmonton and so I actually end up thinking about all the places that they are living as home some are in the US some are in Nigeria some are in Canada and so depending where I end up I think oh I'm home now because I'm with my sister and this is now almost our the way we live our lives in the diaspora we have all these relationships and sense of home in all these different places. So I'm curious about that. So how much of your family would you say resides somewhere else and how, what is your affiliation to your family depending on where they end up? It's pretty simple for me. All of my, I'm the only one in Alberta. None of my family lives here. So I, I'm quite close to my family. They're all, on my mom's side, they're all back in, in, uh, on the West Coast in Victoria and Vancouver. But I speak daily with you know, my brothers, my, my parents, um, so I have, a, I have a strong, especially with the technology today, I have a strong sense of connection. Um, and it, it doesn't, because of that connection, I don't feel like I'm missing out on home by being here. Uh, because I'm able to keep part of them with me throughout, throughout the day or whenever I need. Because everybody has access to, you know, internet and things like that. So uh, for me, um, knowing that they're there and, and I can reach out to them whenever I want, it makes it easier to be away uh, because I don't feel like I'm missing them. What does that mean, though, for the concept of family? That's another thought I've wondered about. The way people grew up 
together no longer really applies to a lot of immigrants where you have your mom in one country, your cousin in another, your sister. Do you feel that you are shortchanged in a way in that you don't really grow up with your family in a home unit the way you might have thought about your homes traditionally? What are your thoughts around that? I, I I feel like a lot of my experience is definitely like I'm a product of what my experience and what my ancestors have had to go through. Like my grandparents, you know, had to flee from China to go to Hong Kong. My parents were born in Hong Kong. They came to Canada for better opportunity. And so I think it's just within our our blood to kind of like I was I was almost like nurtured in a way of that change was evident and it was a way to survive and so even going to these new countries and 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 making it work for myself i think that was something that like was passed down and it's fascinating because a lot of those traumas that happened to my family it was just all about breaking apart the family so when you when you talk about like this idea of like this feeling that everybody's together i know that my parents generation they a lot of them had to stick together for sure but once they came over to Canada it was just like now go and do your thing you know and then they they all some are in San Francisco some are in Toronto but they're still you know they're they're living more of a i guess a westernized independent like very domesticated life right yeah. This episode of Otherwise is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation, where the award-winning Well-Endowed podcast is produced. On episode 43, the Well-Endowed podcast, hear Elizabeth go on a tour of Jasper Place Wellness Center. Jasper Place Wellness Center is an amazing organization that focuses on five divisions to help strengthen the West Edmonton community, education, housing, health, food, and employment. You're going to hear all about accessing healthcare with dignity, and I find this an important conversation to listen to. We love the show for that reason. You can subscribe to the Well Endowed Podcast everywhere podcasts can be found, or visit thewellendowedpodcast.com. I'm curious about that life and what your thoughts are about what effects does it have in your have you felt that in your lives and is this something that you feel there's something missing in that way or you talk about it being something that you've adapted to and inherently just been passed down as a way of things change and you just have to adapt for me I I really feel as though I've missed a lot being here I think because I have children I miss the community that I grew up in. I miss how we were. I miss how safe I was. Um, I miss the, the the expectations in the sense where everybody was always looking out for you. I've never felt there that, you know, if something happened to me on the road, people just walk by and step over me. I don't I don't feel like I I know that growing up there, if my kids had grown up there, I think educationally they would have done better not that they didn't do well but I think they would have done better 
I think there are lots of things against things you're up against as an immigrant coming in, 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 in this in this community coming from Jamaica there are lots of things that we're up against that when I'm in Jamaica I don't deal with any of those things at all and so like what things well in Jamaica you're just a person here you're a color you're a gender you're a you're a you're a statistic uh, in Jamaica my name means something here it doesn't mean anything and my kids names don't mean anything here they they know their family they know what the name would mean if they were they know what it means they know what our name represents in terms of values and a lot of different things but here that's not relevant and so my kids are called black and then they start from there and society's cruel in that way here um Whereas I remember walking down the street in Jamaica once with my daughter and I said to her, so how you like it? And she goes, mom, this is great. Nobody, I mean, it's not an issue that I'm walking down the street. I can just walk down the street, you know? I'm just another person walking down the street, but I'm a person walking down the street. I'm not a statistic walking down the street, you know? So I think that um, dealing with the challenges of the school system and getting my kids through the school system and dealing with racism over and over and over again in their lives, in my life, it's just, we've lost a lot in a lot of ways. But still, this is where I've lived more than anywhere else at this point in my life. So it's just, that's why both places are home for me because both places do different things for me. Yeah, And my kids are very much, this is their home. But sometimes... When I look at what they have to pay, what it costs them, it's it's hard. We're all here now, and because of our new diasporic way of living, what I find is we all come here in different ways, as very different stories of how we got here, right? What ends up happening is you have family over in one corner of the world, another in another corner of the world. And so if traditionally what you thought of as home was this place where all of you came together and it was home after, you know, you eat dinner together and all of that, and then you have fellowship together, when you have festivals or ceremonies, it happens in this bigger extended family. That's not the case anymore for most of us immigrants. And what does that bring for you in your experience of being in Edmonton? I think that it might come off as a bit idealistic, but there can be that line where friendship becomes family. I've experienced a lot of that where, you know, many of the nurturing that would be, you know, from my, my mom or my dad, I, I found and confided in other people. So it, it's whether or not uh, an individual is willing to build those kind of relationships to fill those gaps, especially if your family's not around to be there for you, whether or not that's something that is maybe a quality of and, and uh, uh, you know, one of those things that comes out of living in a city and living in that very um, nuclear family type of style that, you know, you end up having to build a family through strangers. So I'm sure each one of us on this table, because of our complexion or other physical features, have been asked this question, where are you from? So I want to ask you, Jesse, where are you from? I, I answer that question with, I'm from Victoria. <laughs> where are you really from? <laughs> and that's, that's, what, that's the question that follows. Where are you really, really, really from? India. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
This episode is brought to you by the Alberta Podcast Network that is family to tons of Alberta-made podcasts. Listeners of this show might also like Let's Find Out Podcast, hosted by Chris Chengian Phillips, who takes curious questions from Edmontonians and finds answers to them in each episode. Learn more or check out the show's episodes. Go to letsfindoutpodcast.com. Okay, so let's talk about the where are you from question. Yeah, so I, I think it, you summed it up really well with the, with the questioning. I, I was born and raised in Canada, so I never really identified myself as anything but Canadian. But as, I, as you grow older and you get asked that question, especially as you become an adult, it's, no, it's not, people aren't looking to ask you where maybe I myself was officially born or where I grew up. They want to know where my descendants are from. And I find that's unique to, it's, it's a unique experience that my immigrant friends and I share. It's not something that I would say my, my white friends <clears throat> have had to go through. That line of questioning, they don't get. Somebody asks them where they're from, they're expecting to hear Saskatchewan or Alberta or Manitoba. <clears throat> if I say that, then the skeptic, I get the sarcastic look like, no, where are you really from? For me, Canada's always been home and it's been very good to my family. My parents left India to give me a better home, and uh, they were they were minorities there, were minorities here. But at least here, there's opportunity uh, to pursue your dreams, your hopes, those kinds of things. Back home, different way of living, caste system, all those things influence what you can and, and what you can't become as you grow older. And so, my parents made a huge sacrifice. And I think it's just part of my responsibility to do do what I can to, to maximize that opportunity. All right, I'm going to ask everyone the same question. So where are you from? Okay, I'm, I'm going to be really difficult. I was in a store the other day, and the lady who was working in the store, she had a very, very strong accent, like a European accent, I assume. And one of the other customers said to her, where are you from? And the lady paused, and she says, you know what? Usually when people ask me that question... I tell people I'm from my mother. <laughs> so I've decided that that's my answer. Because uh, people come to me and I say, so where are you from? And I say, what do you want to know? Do you want to know where I was born, where I was raised, or where I'm living now? Because those, there are different answers to those questions. Because uh, it just ticks me off. So, But I think I'm from my mother is, yeah, it, it's a good one. I mean, sometimes people ask that question as a matter of, it's sort of like, oh, so you, we were talking and so da 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 da, and you know, your culture, oh yeah, and you're so, yeah, we do this, we do that, so where are you from? It's like, oh, okay, that's different. But when it is the first or second question, then why would you need to know? It, it just is rooted. So I think from my mother is, is, is gonna be my answer now. Sean, where are you really from? <laughs> I feel like there's, like different stages of my life I had a different reaction to that question I've come to realize that it's at least for me and what what works is you know like I know what people are usually asking and I will just tell them I'm like I'm from Toronto and I'll give them the whole story because that's what they want so I, t- I just tell them I'm from Toronto my parents are from Hong Kong and and their parents are from southern China and so 
Yeah, I, I mean, I also don't like. I, I can see that it is very offensive in in many ways, but at the same time, usually I find the people that are asking that they do want, they do have some sort of connection or or interest in Chinese or Asian, you know, diasporas. So it doesn't necessarily come in a in a in any of a like a negative place. I try to now. To be a bit more critical about something like that, I try to, you know, ask them where they're from and 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 see whether or not they know the, their heritage and whether or not I can help them like understand and and why it's important for me to like actually tell them exactly where my parents are from and why why it's important for me to actually build that kind of rooted history and and my own sense of identity, you know, like I, I think that whereas in in university, if you had asked me that, I would have just, you know, I probably would have got really ticked off or just been very very aggressive. But I don't think that really, you know, helps any party really. It just gets me more upset, and it gets the other person like, oh, what's that guy's problem? Like, you know, like I guess I shouldn't ask, you know, China. Like it's just not a good representation of like what I think. The model answer should be, I guess. But yeah, I think the last year I've I've definitely matured a, a lot, being around a lot of community and newcomers and immigrants to realize that, and even for myself as just like a growing personal growth, that there it was always a stigma, and it, probably the reason why I got upset is there's always the stigma being a person of color that I already put on myself the feeling that I'm not. Canadian enough, right? Like I'm not as Canadian as somebody that is white, but I've overcome that. I've completely overcome that, and I realize that culture is fluid in the sense that I can be just as Canadian as my neighbor, and just as Chinese as somebody in China, right? So coming to that very specific understanding about my culture and who I am—that I don't need to be half half. I can be a hundred percent of both, and like feel that, and like actually believe it. You know, like different just to say it, but to really believe it has made me overcome to the fact where I don't need to respond to anybody negatively. I'll just explain to them exactly what I feel. Like you're you're opening that door to learning about how I want to represent myself to you. You touched on so many things that we're going to talk about tonight: identity, the journey to this place you are now. I'll, I guess I'll answer this question about where I'm from. You know, I have a funny story. So there was a there was a conference I was attending, and I happened to be attending this conference in Vancouver. And the person, the delegate, asked me where I'm from. And honestly, what they were asking was, you know, what corporation are you from? And then I went into this. Well. I'm Nigerian and I moved to England and then I moved to Edmonton and I went into this whole immigration journey and the guy was just so confused because he's like, no, I mean, what company are you from? Where, like, what company are you representing in this conference? And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I said the name of the company.、Um, I happen to be representing my pharmacy, so I just said the name of the pharmacy. But it was just this really awkward moment where I'm like. 
not everybody asking you where you're from is asking you your nationality sometimes they're just asking you what company are you from <laughs> but this is a weird one for me because you know there was a point where I actually didn't even know that this question held any kind of baggage I was just a new immigrant so when people said where are you from I just said Nigeria like it, it held nothing for me and I think it was further down the line as I because I think I'm the newest immigrant of you all there's the one that's 34 years there's one that's not an immigrant at all I guess two not an immigrant at all and so I I really just answered the question because I didn't really feel Canadian anyways I was just an international student but then at some point where in my journey where I'm trying to now integrate and be part of the workforce and everything and when that question came up it really became a way to be othered it became a way to not belong it started being a question that reminded me every time someone would ask me this question then I would be reminded that I don't belong here like this is not your home home this is not your real home right and so the response for me is really varied. It depends if I'm about if I'm in the mood to have an intellectual argument with you, in which case God help you. <laughs> uh, or if I just I'm in the I just want to make jokes smooth, I might I might answer in different ways, but there's also something about this question that makes me wonder about identity because as much as I'm Canadian, I'm also Nigerian. And so when someone asks you where you're from and you have that dual identity now, you've now grown to a point where you now have these two countries that you identify strongly with. What is wrong with that question? If someone asks you where you're from and you identify as not just Canadian, but from you're also from someone, you really do identify that way. I am, I am Nigerian and I am Canadian. So this this I guess now comes to this notion of identity that you brought up like as a way of how do you how do you find yourself in a place where you truly belong where you are and yet you also belong somewhere else how do you get to that place of having that identity because I'll be honest I think somewhere in my in my immigration journey and I wonder if you and I don't know if you would have felt this as well there was a point where I did not feel Nigerian and I also did not feel Canadian and that's a very jarring experience to go through that not necessarily identifying with either thing that you're trying to be identified like is that something that we share what are your thoughts about that uh, yeah I mean you touched a lot of what you just said really resonates with me um, being born in Canada many like many uh, South Asian immigrants always assume that I have it easier as I grew up I found the same kinds of questions uh, being asked more as a way of being not divisive but as a way of not belonging when you're talking to people who think that they're local to a community but it became interesting when I moved to a bigger center the elders in my own community uh, from 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 the from the Punjabi background they would tell me I'm not really Indian and then I, I look at them and say well you know it's funny you should maybe go tell the white man down the street because he tells me I'm not Canadian and so it was always, it was this, uh, and, and as I was, when I was younger especially, it was really a difficult to navigate. 
where to find what's my identity and where do I belong. I mean, over time, I've come to terms with it on my own. Like, I, I know who I am and I'm comfortable in who I am, but I think young people really struggle with an identity when it's not clear who or where do I belong. And I think the, the community you grow up in and how well you're embraced and the relationships you have can go a long ways to putting you at ease. And I think that was one of, one of the benefits for me. But uh, the question you ask is quite tricky because if I'm having a bad day, I, I don't. I would answer the question much more, much differently than if I'm having a good day. And the way I'll react to that question really does depend <laughs> on, on that. So it is, it is, uh, it is a tricky. It's a tricky question. I remember struggling with that in my early 20s. And how did you? Because both of you now have described yourselves as these transcendent beings that just somehow found yourselves on the other side of this question. I really wonder how did you get through that? What was it that helped you through that? And what was that experience? You know, I, I, it's, it's not easy to pinpoint one piece. I think it's your lived experience helps you. But what, one of the key roles, I think, for me, and I'm not doing it because this is about being in Edmonton, but when I came here and I had to leave home, I was I was forced to spread kind of like spread your wings and reach out and create your own community. And so it was through those it was through those interactions with others, regardless of their background, you know, heritage, culture, whatever you want to call it. But it was through making connections and finding the similarities. And I realized there's more that bring us together than divide us apart. And if I just focused on the defensive pieces, I would never find that internal piece. And it was when I came, it was, that was the shocking realization, was I might be doing this to myself as well because I'm struggling with a concept that, or a piece that only I can give myself. And it was through, through reaching out and, making, and getting connections to others, people who are like me, who share similar experiences, but also those that don't, that made me realize there's more bringing, me, bringing us all together than bringing us apart. I think for me, about six months ago, I had to introduce myself in this situation and everybody had to say where they're from. Well, most everybody else is from the States. But I got up and I said, I, am, I gave my name and I said, I'm from Jamaica and I am from Canada. So I think that is back to that point of, I claim both. I claim both 100%. Um, that's it, you know, and everything about me that is strong and positive and everything has had its foundation in Jamaica for sure because that's where I was raised, that's where I learned all those basic foundational things, but also has also had a foundation here. So I, I accept both, I claim both equally and um, I maybe I don't belong either place because the, when I'm in Canada, I'm a bit Jamaican. <laughs> when I'm in Jamaica, I'm a bit Canadian. But um, my entire life has been like this, where I've, I've found myself in workplace where I'm working in one department and I'm working in two different departments and I seem to be the only person who can work between both departments. Like It just seems to be a way of how my life has been so I don't really worry about it anymore <laughs> I just I, I just embrace it all and uh, my children too um, because they're raised here they are Canadians they identify there's no two ways about it and so I find that that really strengthens me because then if they in spite of whatever challenges they've had and we've had with them growing up um in terms of the issue of racism specifically, they claim here. And I'm, I'm very impressed with that.
Thank you for listening. This episode was produced by Minister Faust. Kazmega made our theme music. And a special thank you to our guests, Elsa Robinson, Jesse Bondi, and Sean C. To find out more about this episode, go to otherwiseshow.com. Thank you to our partners, Ribbon Rouge Foundation, Confident Camel, Breath in Poetry, Generation Shift. Our show is generously supported by the Edmonton Heritage Council. Otherwise Show is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. To learn more about our show, visit otherwiseshow.com or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at otherwise underscore show to stay in touch. If you like our show, please share a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ratings are a surefire way to get us heard. Finally, keep in mind how we share stories is as important as who shares them. Mm-hmm.